not be done. But we are back here doing it. It's me, you, and these zoobs, too. You are rocking with the Tuesday Night A show. The AEW is coming to you on a very special uh, uh, title Tuesday edition is what AEW called it, a name I personally hate. I'm, of course, Mr. 50K, Josh C here, ready to run up and down all of a very newsworthy dynamite, I would say, uh, with the best in the business. Uh, I couldn't do this alone. I'm here with the, the greatest minds possible, the man of 100 likes Come on. sitting across from me. My partner over at Wrestling Brave Live. I got to spend real time with my brother, the Zoobs, this week. How are we doing today, Zoobs? Feeling good. Thrown, I feel a little thrown off it being Tuesday. I feel a little, it, feel, it feels early. Wrestling Brain came early this week. Um, but no, I mean, geez, it's it's a weird vibe coming in here ready to go like title tuesday we got a seven on the way and then sort of like huge e-break pull five minutes left in the show so um trying to plow through that obviously we'll get to it but very excited to be back in the lab excited to be seeing you again miss you it's been six days since we embraced um and and hell nice to hear maddie again though nice to be back with the brainiacs nice to be back on the channel you know it was fun to do the live show but nice to be back at home in the channel with the Brainiacs in the chat uh, talking dynamite on Tuesday, title Tuesday. My entire week was thrown by this dynamite change of day. Nothing, I mean, my week is sort of constructed uh, around this program, as sad as that may be. It's the the locked in thing of my week. Wednesday nights, I am watching dynamite, and then I'm doing this show. And so, Tuesdays, uh, th- this destroyed me this week. There were multiple times I was like having a what year is it moment. Thanks to Tony Khan switching the schedule. Hello to the Brainiacs. Thank you for joining us on a very special Tuesday edition. Of wrestling brain uh maddie said i might need to be close to my mic how do i sound to you Zeus? sound uh great to me yeah absolutely preempted by baseball and the baseball game got rained it got rained out so they had to play baseball today anyway i was i was worried that yankees game had gone longer uh this might have been like this tuesday show might have been preempted too so uh narrowly got it under the wire to, to be here to be doing it today anyway you sound great you look great the setup is great everything is great I'm glad I sound great. I, on Saturday, I had zero voice. So I was hoping that by, and I was like, of course, this week of all weeks uh, is the show Tuesday instead of Wednesday. One less day to heal my cords. Uh, my goodness, Zeus, we didn't talk about this off air because we didn't have a lot of time before the show because of me. Do we want to lead off with the main event tonight? Do we want to do that uh, reversal of order? I almost feel like tonight might be a program that uh, that calls for that. What are your thoughts on that? I think we should. I, I I think normally I probably wouldn't, but just sort of the way that it, it it's going to hang over the episode if we don't talk about it anyway. No pun intended. That's exactly how I feel. So hello to the Brainiacs. If you are here for the first time, we would love if you'd hit that follow button. Maybe tell somebody that the Wednesday Night A Show is about to talk about a uh, an Adam Page injury. A uh, oh, I mean, we're going to talk about that entire segment. Uh, anyone wondering work shoot what's going on here tell them to come tune in and uh we'll give their ship a rudder if you know what i'm saying but before we do zoos follows subscribes the beggins out of the way it's time to do what it is we do best around these parts if you don't mind zoos are you ready for such a time yes it's what we do best it's <laughs> just ask one question it's uh it's the one thing Matt saying it might be picking up from my webcam, my uh, mic. Okay, Matt, I'm going to throw to the one to sevens. I'll exit the call and make sure that I'm on my mic. You sound, you sound perfect to me. That's weird. Interesting. Well, regardless, I'll do that yeah, just, might, just to be, be okay. certain. No, no and it, 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 it's, it's not, it's not, it's, it's not bad. Don't worry. You might be right. That's not picking up, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, let me ask then first, Zoobs, on a scale of one to seven, one being the worst and seven being the best. Everybody's saying I sound fine. Never mind. 
I'm not gonna I'm not going anywhere. Uh on a scale of one to seven, one being the worst, seven being the best. What did you, these zoops, the you, the brainiacs in the chat, rate tonight's episode of Dynamite? You didn't spend money on it, but you did spend time. You know what I'm always saying about time zoops? You cannot get a refund for your time. You can get a refund for your money. Maddie, play the music. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Come on. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Come on. Scores across the board, Zoobs, all at the high end. But uh, I'm wondering, should I try and machine gun through all these Zoobs? I think you've you're you said your vocal cords are you know you're 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 cleaned out you're you're feeling refreshed i think you can i think it's a good night to give it a shot me 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 my 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 okay yeah maybe i am uh ready to rock and roll now that i've done some uh, vocal warm-ups cheers from the crowd here we go Zoom. let's see if i still got it in me after a week off Teddy the Rocha with a six. Wrestle twenty three seven. Scoots Brutal with a seven. America's is so bad with a seven. Rickmans with a seven. Agoraphobia with a six. Irish Maximum with a six. One six one three. Bias with a six. Emphatic seven from IMA. Have Thomas BW with a seven. E Prime with a seven. Captain Twigs with a six. Castle of Lear with a six. Astral Beer with a six. Corvax twelve sixty six with a seven. Can you say that louder, please? With a seven. Good friend Jake with a seven. Heart Note with a seven. Can you say that louder, please? With a seven. Good friend Jake with a seven. Heart Note with a seven. Qui Gon Gin and Juice with a six and a half. Keeks with a seventeen seventeen with a six. C Suppa. With a subscription, really even better than a score right in the middle. We always appreciate that. Thank you for the run of nine months, C-Sapa. But also giving a six. And what, Zoobs? Maybe a 6.25 there? Yeah, and nobody nobody below the six. I think, again, I think it's not fair to do, but I think if you take out the hangman injury, I think you have most people saying uh, probably in the seven range. I think it's an interesting one because um, for me, I was sort of thinking about this on the way coming down here today is sort of like, this is sort of like a, a, a paper seven for them, right? Like, what could they have done, given the circumstances, no punk, no elite, what could they have done tonight to, to get to a seven, right? They sort of, the the big surprise uh, well is pretty dry. There's not a lot more they can do with big surprises. They're sort of like, you didn't have Danielson, I guess, in a match if, if one wanted to do it. Like, there's not a lot of other ways to get to an easy seven for them anymore. It used to be they could do... They, they could put it, you know, in third gear and we would come on here and be a seven. Tonight, we got four title matches, three and a half of them. Um, I thought were pretty darn good. And then we get, you know, a, a, another great MJF promo. So I, I'm pretty comfortable calling it a seven. I think this is what you're looking for when you're tuning into AEW Dynamite, a show that um, pays off the matches, gives mm. you storylines, gives you um, meaningful promos that you'll remember and revisit. Um, of course, the hangman cloud is going to hang over this um but it's a seven it's a seven for me that that's a, that's a, this is a good as good a show as they can put on right now in the, in the situation they're in yeah it's funny zoops this is almost like a an archetype of an episode of dynamite now i would say the you called it a paper seven i'll call it the like the tv pay-per-view in a way where it's very match focused it's mm -hmm. a here there's big names wrestling one another i'd say we get one of these maybe once every five six weeks on dynamite it feels like at this point i did think this one delivered but i'm a little lower than you in the chat on this one i think i'm in the, the six and a half range for this episode still very high but without maybe that it's super sizzle that big return we did get reho on the show which i am excited about we'll get into more later but uh 
listen, there are pieces from this show named CM Punk that are missing, and uh, that that's going to limit my enjoyment a little bit to some degree. Nice boy online subscribing saying pretty crazy. Pretty crazy how a show, how a that, show doesn't that doesn't feature... feature Dark Order as an easy seven. There you go. Don't even need to say it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's sort of better put by the robot than me there, wouldn't you say? You know, <laughs> this is like better. those, that's hard to get off track here, but, but you guys have read those freaking grocery stores? It's like, oh, oh, you, let the robot check you out. You know, you do the work. Uh, this was like that. Pretty soon you'll just be watching Streamlabs on Twitch. Yeah, the funny thing about that is is it's not a change in any way. Like, the technology is still is the exact same. The, the till is just turned around to face you versus, like, they, they didn't they didn't change the checkout situation at all it's just you're doing the work now it's, it makes it they, even they, worse they have it lauded as like an advancement in technology it is not it is the same technology inverted i, I don't know i'm I don't not like, going too far but that's just you know it's crappy it barely counts as new tech you're right it's just, just crappy all around it doesn't count as new tech I, I, i'm 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 not gonna I'm say barely you. i'm gonna say it does not at all you're right um, it does. i got i got mad at the self-checkout machine the other day i How's i that? said i said fucking thing uh, yeah. because I had accidentally put a paper bag in the bagging area, and I thought it was oh. an item. Just thought I'd maybe chime in. Oh, yeah. God forbid. And also, still an employee there watching you do it, like having to help. Really, is really a strange. Anyway, let's not not to go off on a tangent about the store, but yeah. Well, I, I was just thinking we could do another ten minutes about the store. Actually, I, it, you know, sometimes like, we okay, can, can we have enough traffic. milk alternatives? Do we even sell dairy anymore? I got lots to say about the store. <laughs> Go on, yeah, please. <laughs> I don't, so by all means. <laughs> the horrible music of Dynamite plays us in to uh, an ROH video package, of course. Zoot's and then we know... fast forward all the way to the main event. Like we oh, we're gonna do. <laughs> that's exactly right. Uh, well, I suppose let's talk about it then. Uh, John Moxley and Hangman Adam Page were having a more MMA sort of style match, I would say, than you generally see out of Hangman Page. They were definitely having a more uh, Mox match than they were a Hangman Page match. I thought it was really a corker out there. They were going hard, it was clear from there, but also lots of mat wrestling. I, I'd be curious to know from the chat and you, Zeus, before we talk about the ending, which is, of course, the story here. Well, were you enjoying the match, sort of building up to these? Or, of course, two guys that, that we enjoy a great deal around here. Were, were you enjoying the match? Yeah, I like the shot out of the cannon nature out of, out of the gate. I like yeah. Hangman sort of like, um, I don't want to say countering the mock style, but like sort of getting his um, really high risk stuff, the, the the big jump, the the moonsault spots, the sort of like his version of what a main event match is, getting all that shit in like immediately and just sort of like bringing it to mocks, um, sort of bringing his fight to a mox match and then it sort of settling in to a little bit more mox speed i thought there was a nice sort of exchange of um the styles there and to me it was pretty aesthetically pleasing i thought um like it it had obviously a truncated build we were there last week we didn't talk about it here but like i thought really like a, a rebirth for hangman just sort of like back to like this is the guy we were we are behind this is the guy where was this guy says the things that we all nod along about and i thought um companion piece with the way this match started did make a lot of sense fighting like a desperate guy fighting like a guy with nothing to lose fighting like a guy um who sees this as one big shot to get back to the person he was and the person he wants to be so yeah i was feeling it i, I you know maybe not the gravitas that some of the other matches have had sure. um the title matches and the 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 lights dimming and the big build but i like that it sort of started getting shot out of a cannon and i you know, I did. I did like the blending of their styles, sort of the the trade of of 
Heyman's impact stuff versus, you know, as you said, the more ground-based new mocks, the grueling, the digging elbows in, the manipulation. I thought, um, I thought it was nice to sort of really clearly see that pace change. I thought it was a, a neat usage. Yeah, we always praise, you know, Chris Jericho, Matt Hardy for reinventing themselves. And largely, I feel like those do not include in-ring revelations. Like, I like when people, you know, uh, Dude Love has a different moveset for Mick Foley. He does the, the sweet shin music, all this sort of thing. Uh, I really like this BCC Mox, if that's what you want to call it. Uh, a little bit more MMA-inspired. And I thought that, like you said, Hangman was sort of meeting him to that, even in such a literal way as he went and met Mox in the crowd as mox is doing the wild thing from the cloud or from the crowd entrance uh but then there's a spot in this match uh with 10 minutes to go in the program by my clock still 10 minutes to the top of the hour where mox sort of a short lariat coming off the rope and it connects with hangman and to my eyes uh, i see lots of people calling work uh in my discord i immediately said no i, I think hangman is he fell like a ko'd guy uh, he did not fall like someone doing a working KO. Uh, it's a position where a guy can get KO'd. This, these are the sweet spots right here on either side of your chin. That is where this uh, short lariat connected. Um, the ref calls this a TKO win for Mox in this moment. And Zoops, can you tell me what you were thinking in this moment as Mox is sort of uh, parading around? Were you expecting, at this point, this is part of the story MJF is coming out and he's going to do the cash in. I, I think that that at least crossed my mind at one point that was on the table here. No, I was pretty sure this was legit. Um, it, it, when it's a work, they usually like, oh, the guy's hurt. And then, and then Mox drags him out and hits him with one more thing. And they like, it's very rare that they ring the bell for a TKO loss. That's really rare. And um, as much of it's, it's a work, like, yeah, let's, let's work and make the last six minutes of the show fucking really bad. <laughs> like let's completely derail. And it just sort of like they, they've built the goodwill with me that they haven't done that with their, especially their title matches, right? That, that hasn't been a, a tool that we've seen used in their biggest spots is they're going to, they're going to pull the rug up underneath us and have us go home and be like, ah, this is fucking bullshit. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't really get the feel that, you know, I was like, oh, the, I wasn't like, oh, the elite's coming back. Oh, MJF's going to cash in. I was like, ooh, it seems pretty bad. Like just sort of the nature, right? They, they go, they're going to packages. They're going, Mox doesn't really know what to do. You can see the referee whispering to him. Um, Taz is covering. They're very clearly stalling for time, very clearly trying to get MJF down there. Like I'm sure the, I'm sure the post-match thing was planned anyway. I'm sure they were going to do that. Yes. Right. Like they were probably three, three minutes away from going home. Um, and that was going to happen anyway, because obviously they had a lot of stuff ready and they, they had the one wrinkle of it is, I guess that they did do like very clearly pointing out that he was in the balcony and then wasn't in the balcony. They yes. did make that observation very clearly. Um, but I was, I was pretty confident the whole way of just like, oof, that's just like a bad a shitty injury. And to, and I, I've rewatched it. I passed it on to Matt. I don't know if we're going to show it. Um, falls like a guy who was unconscious in the air and then hits his head on the landing. Um, not great. Not great to see. Uh, e Prime letting us know that uh, going around Twitter is a uh, hangman giving a thumbs up on the way out, which is of course a great sign, and we're very happy to hear that if the if it is the case. Yeah, and, um, and I know I know Mox is just uh, adrenaline talking at, after that. It didn't I don't know that he needed to say. Let's hope he's walking and talking later after this. It's like, holy dude. <laughs> yeah, he <laughs> um, needn't say. I hope he's not paralyzed. Like we're all thinking that, but you don't need to say it. Yeah, we, we'll get to adrenaline. the way Mox. 
because I, I actually kind of thought Mox did a bad job here. I so rarely critique Mox on this program. And of course, in that moment, how much can I expect of somebody? But I was kind of just outright surprised at the tenor that Mox took in that moment. Uh, and I think maybe had something to do with people thinking that it was a work, maybe. Th 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 again, this is my initial reaction. I'll be watching this segment again tomorrow. And if I say the exact opposite, everybody will forgive me. I'm just giving you, I just watched this and this is what I'm thinking. But uh, so we'll talk about it. So Hangman's unconscious and the camera goes to Mox and he's doing as you would your post-title defense, sort of holding the belt up. I'm the man, flexing to the crowd. And then he picks up a mic. And like I mentioned, Zub, there's 10 minutes to go on the show at this point. And the crowd is expecting MJF, but Mox starts saying, he starts getting a promo about how he respects Hangman Page. And Hangman knows that it takes guts to step in here and it takes everything you have and you have to give it all and you risk leaving here like this every single time you step in the ring. And I, I just did not think this was the right tone of promo to cut in this moment. Now, again, how hard can you, how accountable can you hold a guy for in this moment? But then it hit your or anybody else's ear zooms that uh, just sort of the tone Mox took here was maybe non-ideal. It's a weird situation, right? They're, they're, it's not like he's had time to talk to Tony or to talk to anybody but through the referee's ears as to what he is supposed to do. Oh, he's sort of making it up as he goes along. It, it, it's it is hard to, it's hard to be too critical I, I i think um obviously not not ideal but not an ideal situation and you know it's like trying to get to mjf eventually right it was like you, we need you to we need you to kill two minutes and then bring up mjf it's sort of the sort of the the gist of what's going on here so um I, it's not wasn't like i wasn't like he nailed the transition there but um hard to be too critical just just a weird funky situation where you're just like fucking this title is cursed lately it does feel that way. Eh? Ever well, anyway, I won't bring up what the elite did that one time, but it is, you know, it's starting to, to feel like a real curse on the thing. Um, I think you you said Zoobs, that's the gist of it. I wouldn't be surprised if verbatim that's what they said. Fill two minutes and then start talking about MJF. And Mox does after saying that he hopes Hangman, and this part was great, where he hopes Hangman is heals up and can walk again and all these sorts of things, but he is in in the hangman's wings, which is sort of uh, in confluence with their feud where they have mutual respect for each other and all this sorts of thing. Uh, he calls out MJF and MJF answers immediately, which I thought was, we'll talk about the regal MJF promo later on in the show, but this was a nice dovetailing of this MJF who is going to prove it. This MJF that is inspired by William Regal. He's out here for the challenge. He sort of teases that he's going to have the chip or cash in the chip, but then he does it. And he claims that he wants to do this right at full gear, John Moxley. It's going to be me and you. I'm going to have all the time to prepare. You're going to have all the time to prepare. And we're all going to realize that I'm better than you and you know it. Um, and that's what takes us off air here. Um, thought this was good coverage by MJF here. Just your quick feeling, Zeus. Where are you on Mox MJF as a headliner for full gear? I think for the second time. Were they full gear 2021 as well? Yes, that was the pay-per-view that I hated. I think the pay-per-view that you hated. I'll never forget, you know, just sort yeah. of a traumatic night for me. Um, yeah, interesting. I, I think I think it's time to I think it's time to get here with the MJF thing. I think I think off the heels of 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 the promo earlier, I think the time is right. We're we're getting there. Um, I have a sneaky I have a sneaky thought about sneaky thought about William Regal's alignment here, about about where who and what they sort of a, a tease 
overall on this show is sort of the Blackpool Combat Club maybe not being all that it was. And uh, real MJF, I could have some time for. Yeah, me too. They feel, especially from their segment tonight, they have natural chemistry. Um, I'm I can I'm just being honest. And I hate to be this guy because I really enjoyed the show tonight. Uh, but I'm going to need to be talked into the building a little bit for Mox MJF. I, I don't know why, but the, the pairing of them does not have me like incredibly siced. Besides the coronation of MJF, which sort of feels coming from a mile away and has for a while. I, I don't know. I hope these guys can blow the roof off the place with their promos. But tonight, the Hangman thing feels like, yeah, sort of another weird shadow um, over AEW right now. Am I, am I being too negative? Are people very hyped for full gear? No, I I, I uh, don't think it'd be doing it at all. I think an, an interesting point you maybe didn't even mean to make that, that you did make. Um, oh, I love when I do that. Is is it, it maybe it does seem like MJF has better chemistry with like everybody else in BCC mm. than he does with Mox. Like the, the chemistry with, with Regal is undeniable. I think I think you could probably tell a pretty good story with Danielson if you really wanted to. Um, I guess the Wheeler thing is sort of mid, but <laughs> to use the parlance of the man himself. Uh, so we. Absolutely wish the best to Hangman Page. This, it's really, I mean, it's obviously bad for a plethora of reasons and his health being the first and foremost of all of those. Uh, But it it does feel like he was maybe, somebody in the chat was saying that Excalibur almost let it slip in a way that he was going to win tonight, that they were talking about, you know, sometimes commentary does that. They'll speak intense in a way that gives it away. It was, I'll go to the first time chatter. Yeah, it was from Four Strung. Did Excalibur let it slip that Hangman was supposed to win? Did anybody else catch that? I didn't. I didn't hear anything. I didn't catch that. What did, he, what did he say? Yeah, I don't know. But if uh, Four Strung knows, please uh, put it in the chat. But it just again a great show tonight, and yet I feel like AEW is in a bit of a weird spot, and I don't know how I can really dovetail those two things when I'm still enjoying the program so much. It's like what what on earth could you be worried about when you are enjoying the show this much? Um, but I'm just curious. I'm curious uh, what things are going to look like on the other side of full gear. I agree, man. Because again, like I said off the top, like this is this like this is the seven show. Like, what can they what can they put on this show that isn't Punk and, and the Elite right now? That 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 is possibly better than this. Like, this is the MJF has the spotlight with another great talker. He comes out at the end, teases the thing. They have four championship matches. Everyone looks good. All the matches are good, and yet we're still sitting here like not half as hyped as we were with like Kenta showing up in an empty arena. Like it's, you put it out on Twitter today about, about the, is the, are we going to say that the peak of this company has already happened? And it's a concern. There was a lot of people. uh, I was surprised at how many people thought that might be the case. And yeah, it's just the, uh, the only thing that I would say to your point, Zoops, and I do wholesale agree with it, but uh, meaty Eddie Kingston feud at the center of this show is something that they could do. Uh, or Samoa Joe. Those are the two guys, Eddie Kingston and Samoa Joe, that I would be putting heavier anchors on the show around to get me further invested. But I think you're absolutely right. This is them emptying their tanks and showing you, here's what we look like all locked on and putting on the largely the best show we can right now. And it's very good. And I'm curious to see where Mox MJF goes and uh, the road to full gearing out. Yeah, it needs to be, if we learned anything from the ascent of this company, it needs to be meaty feuds. As, as much as it was a show about um good matches like the matches have to be paid up payoffs to to good feuds and and i think that's it's a it's a thing that's running through every division i want to say right now other than maybe the acclaimed like there's really hasn't been we talked about the women's division is sort of missing the big the big uh rivalry the title scene missing the big rivalry that even the like they're, they're sort of missing all over the place 
I absolutely agree. And I think that that's just, it's an easy fix. So in some ways that's very good. And maybe we fall into this every pay-per-view cycle where this week and last week are the two weeks where AEW does generally, you know, they like their four, three to four week pay-per-view builds. And we enter that next week for full gear. So maybe it is all going to turn up and we'll be getting some meteor things. Um, but hangman thing aside, uh, at the end of this, I did think, okay, we, we got to, if MJF is the next thing, we got to get there and we got to see what the show looks like with him on top and what else we can do. Uh, but I, not to, it's sort of weird to, to praise the Mox or Mox Hangman match tonight because the ending overshadows it all. I just want to say Mox did something that I absolutely love. Claudio Castagnoli does this in his matches. I don't know if it's legitimately just a lift from him, but during the striking sequences, you're never you're never going to believe what John Moxley did during the striking sequences tonight. This is going to blow you away. Uh, he put he his doing? hands up to protect his face. Mm, blocking. Yeah, he saw he saw a strike coming from a hanger, and he said, "You know what? Let's take that on the forearms instead of the chin or the chest." Let, Little hands up, chin down action from big fucking Mox. You know me, I'm a sucker for those sort of things. He's wandering out from the, he's got the, you know, the Dutch kickboxing shell out from the the corner. Is like he's blocking chops. I was like, boy, that that's a chop breaker. You're you're in trouble. <laughs> you know, you're in trouble if more guys start doing that. You might be able to take out the whole New Japan roster by doing this. That's that, 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 <laughs> that's, that's in play. Corvax twelve sixty six saying, I don't agree that AEW has already peaked. A lot of shit happenings lately but they have great talent and things will positive positively regress i i don't think that's positively regress i think is a positive regression is a it's a it's a it's a it's sort of a sporty term Get better yeah, yeah it, it exists well zooms you're you're we got you on this show could you maybe could you maybe explain it to the dullard like me well, it's sort of a, a catch-all phrase for when somebody is overperforming in in sports is sort of, sort of say like the regression is coming, but there really isn't a progression doesn't hit the same coming out of your mouth. So people have coined it positive regression as sort of like a, a an undoing of bad luck. I know the actual verbiage is progress, but uh, it just uh, something about the word progress doesn't feel stylistically um, proper with what the explanation you're trying to make there is. So. Thank you, Zoobs. That's a, I, I completely get it. That's yeah. why you're Again, the Zoobs. I, I don't also, yeah, regression to the meme both goes, goes both ways. That's right. Um, don't want to get hung up on this one point, but I, I listen again. The, <laughs> the, uh, the uh, we are wont to do that now and then. Um, yeah, I, I really, I, I also hope very strongly that, that that it hasn't peaked, and I'm not suggesting that it that I you know feel strongly that it has. I'm just saying, like you know, they had a fucking crazy run. We were popping for Kenta in non-title situations and then you know jay white came over and we didn't care at all right sort of that's that's sort of the, that's sort of the things i'm talking about is like these smaller things before got us really excited and then bigger things happen later that we aren't as excited about we'd be going nuts for a hangman title match on the on the show you'd be going nuts for roh championship matches at one point if i told you like oh man the roh title gets defended tonight uh dalton castle against chris jericho you'd be like, yeah, that's something that sounds awesome it's sort of like now it's just sort of like a thing that happens on the show I and mean, i don't know that we treat it with the same perspective we, we would have a year year and a half ago i think it's because we're probably oversaturated with tv title defenses sure um i think but, uh, another another like man you're complaining about eating too much cake right you're sort of like absolutely too many team title title matches that, that like have results and like we it's, it's not just building to another thing it's like a thing happens and then it finishes and then we move on right it's like you know burned out on this thing that we wanted for so long which is again i think a microcosm of the entire weird situation we're talking about with aew it's like we're getting this stuff we like and we want 
how now how now where do we go right now what's the next step where do we go from here will hangman page be on full gear uh, how mm. does this affect their potential title plans? I saw some people floating that maybe they were expecting a triple threat at full gear, firm involvement in the main event tonight. It'll be very curious to see what uh, Tony Khan and his booking committee, just kidding, just Tony Khan, uh, do on the road to full gear. And I'm personally excited to see it. Yeah, yeah Jay's Retro throwing some brains in the chat for these zoobs. And I, I'd like to encourage that notion. My shoulder just on fire. Thank you, planes. Uh, but that's that's for the zoo. You ever, you ever been on a plane before zoobs and then you get off there? Like, oh my goodness, what what happened to my shoulder? Buddy, I'm at the I sleep, I sleep on a new pillow. I wake up sore. Not even a bad pillow, just a different pillow. And I'm like, what happened to me last night? <laughs> just any any of the non-normal pillows will do it. Happened to me a week ago. Like, okay, I was at my mom's house. I slept on just a different pillow. It wasn't uncomfortable. I just woke up and I was sore because it was a different pillow. Anyway, I would I would be voting voting personally for uh some time off for the hangman. So let's 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 relax. Yeah, let's. You got to be careful with with a knockout. You you got a concussion, and like you say, the head hits on the way down. So uh, can't treat those with enough carefulness. And of course, we wish the best for uh, Hangman, both on a personal level and a selfish level. We we love him on the programming, and so uh, and I thought he had maybe the promo of his life on the show last week when we were there in Toronto. So uh, just bad bad luck. It just feels like there's there's uh, bad luck in the water over there at Jacksonville, and we hope that it turns around. McVander Huge saying, I bring my own pillows when visiting. I can relate. Very nice to meet McVander Huge in uh, Toronto this week. And so no many others. No Jay's Retro as well. Just the best. What a, what a, we'll talk about it a little bit more later, maybe. But what a week in uh, Toronto with the Brainiac. Yeah, we're going all night tonight. We got no reason to get out of here early. So it's going to be a great. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking that we do till like 4 a.m. Double post, double post show. Double post show. The AE double double dudes post post show show show. show. <laughs> Yeah, okay, I'll, I'll take this one. Uh, hello? Let you back. Sorry, they hung hello? up. Hello? Sorry, they hung up. It's a great bit. Josh's favorite uh, bit. If you want, if you want to uh, devolve into esoterica and, uh, and non sequitur, please check out our sound alerts. Uh, they are intrusive, interruptive. Matt loves them. So, so you consider this. Not only do they throw me off, Matt starts howling in my ear too as soon as you uh, play one of those. So please take uh, a look. Susan, do you have a do you have a favorite of the the sound alerts that go off? Oh, well, it's got to be the big money. What's Matt eating? I mean, you know, can't beat it for the price, frankly. Oh, well, you're talking about like you're just talking about greedily from a selfish. Right. You're just saying it's the most expensive one. Yes. Do you do you have so, a one that plays and it brings a smile to your face? Aside from that, gotta be that one. I think I like it two and a half times more than any other other ones. <laughs> <laughs> oh that's very funny <laughs> that's very good the horrible music speaking of which uh of dynamite plays us in let's, let's keep it real uh, josh and let's keep it real zoobs there you go uh, sorry did, what, what was that what did he what did of course those the we gotta get, we gotta get the zoobist yeah, we gotta get the zoobist one <laughs> those are those are the lot those are the live send show me, just send me the audio file and i'll, I'll fix it up yeah we'll hook it up Zubis. That's what I call him now. The Zubis. It's even weirder when you consider he has said your name twice before. He's, I'm sure he's done a thousand and you know cameos a week since then. For sure, but I mean, like the 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 spelling of Zubes hasn't changed. You know, that's the that's the real interesting part. Unless I mean, the, maybe no underscore. Listen, we love. I'm not going to correct him. I'm not going to sit here and tell him he's wrong. 
then who the hell would horrible music of dynamite plays us in and out the gate we get a ring of honor title history package and uh they show lots of champions some good some bad but i think the first sight of cm punk on aw television uh in a while in this ring of honor champions package uh, of course so this was the highlight of the show for me just seeing the guy and uh sort of sets us up for later on tonight in this continuing angle of jericho versus ring of honor champions uh that is not our opening match though our opening match are the best friends coming out they're all entering to jane here i don't know exactly how i feel about chuck and trent having to use orange cassidy's music i think the best friends music is pretty good the best friends I, I always thought that was all right but they're here to take on death triangle and uh this is a the fun six-man opener spot which we know from wrestling television history zoops i'm not going to ask you too much about this match in particular because it was a very fun high octane six man but i think that it's something that we've seen a great deal of before but i'm going to read out three of the pairings that we got in this match and i'd be curious to know which you'd be most interested in for a breakaway singles feud out of uh, are you up for that i am up for that yeah absolutely and trios titles check week seven defended on the show we, we did it we did it we did it now it is just a rematch granted it is a rematch of the you know the only other match we we've had for them on the television but you know progress is progress uh congratulations uh all to say zoobs this match started off with Pac and trent and then moved on to chuck taylor and ray phoenix and then finally to penta and orange cassidy Ooh uh i as they rotated through these i was like these are three pretty solid singles pairings that you could do if we were to do a spurn off feud with one of the three which has your attention and chat feel free to chime in on that too well i would love to see chuck against ray phoenix i think that's a great pairing uh sort of a guy who you know a guy who can do absolutely anything you need in the ring and do it at an absolute high level and ray um, phoenix. Taking, on, taking on ray phoenix yeah <laughs> no, hey, step on my joke step on my joke this guy I was afraid you weren't going to do it. Uh, I, you know, I, I, I can lead a, a horse to water. I know what I'm doing over here. Uh, <laughs> you did, and I drank. Um, no, but I, I, I think, uh, I think, I just think they'd have great chemistry. Like all pandering to your Chuck Taylor aside, I think that's, a, I think that's a fun bearing. I would love to see Pentagon against um, Orange Cassidy. I'm in on the Orange Cassidy. Like, goes on a run with this North American title. I think he's a guy that. Once upon a time, about a year ago, I think I was worried about him getting overexposed and burning out a little bit. I am past that and over that. I think we're back on the, like, let's get him doing the, like, Zack Sabre Jr. How will his style mesh with these guys who are super serious or mm -hmm. um, super high flower? I, I really think it would be, like, a cool stylistic pairing him against Pentagon, I think, uh, makes a ton of sense. And then uh, Trent and Pac would also be very good. Like, I, three really good pairings. I just, you know, my salivation does go to pentagon uh oc and chuck and phoenix before the that one yeah i think just, I just a personal taste I, I like trent oh yeah i'm it's third of three of these guys for me but i do agree with you i like all three of them and i did like this match quite a bit again good pairings create good multi-man matches they honored the time-honored tradition of we can just do whatever the fuck we want in a six-man tag match so this was all over the place in the middle uh penta's back in his joker gear they get a full 15 minutes here and i did think that it was a lot of fun they they're teasing a death triangle breakup with phoenix getting penta to not cheat with the hammer here how would that hit your ears zoobs if they did blow up death triangle uh, in the near future 
Yeah, I mean, other than the trios titles, what are they really doing, right? Like, what is the what is the end game for these guys? I and we hate to say I told you so, but like these teams come in, win the trios titles once, and then break up. Sort of like is the entire lifeblood of the division. Uh, not great. Um, I'm okay with it. It's been they've been around. It's one of those things like time goes so quickly in this company. It's like they've been around for a long time. Death Triangle's been a thing for a long time now, and. You know, Lucha Brothers have had some great tag title defenses. Um, they have some great tag title matches. They've had their trios uh, save the titles win in the defense. I, I don't know that there's a lot more on the bone for them. House of Black doesn't exist anymore. Uh, I think you can just have a tag. You can just have a tag team, and Pac can be a lone wolf, a bastard on his own, uh, traveling the world. Or or these guys can go singles too. Like they're really good. They're all really good singles wrestlers. So mm-hmm. I wouldn't I wouldn't hate. They don't, they don't have to like break up and explode. But I wouldn't be. I wouldn't hate it. Just like not being in alignment anymore. I don't know. I, I worry that I'm picking now too many of the teams to break up. Sure, but I in the service of uh, you know sort of deepening the roster of the tag division, which I think somehow we got to a position where the tag division in AEW feels sort of bare. And that the, you know, with the disappearance of just the Lucha Brothers, Red Dragon, and FTR not being a presence on the show as much, you really haven't had a lot of movement in the tag division. That was addressed on the show tonight, and I think that's great. But I think it's easy to say the tag division would outrightly be helped by the by Lucha Brothers in there. So there we go. Yeah, I think that's true. I, I considered that. Like, aside from acclaimed Fervent Our Glory and FTR, there really isn't the depth that there used to be. And FTR isn't on there. It's like yeah. Gun Club and... Uh, um oh goodness that's totally escaping me now but it's not it's not a, a never in a private party is who i was thinking of uh who's been there recently but besides that you think of AEW sort of being formed around the young bucks and this might be where we take tag team wrestling very ser- seriously now no young bucks red dragon a lightened ftr presence in lucha brothers in the trios division and you're like uh what's going on here so a return to that i don't think would be bad for them yeah, uh, Mick Plax is in the chat saying, can't keep putting Dark Order and best friends in title matches and having them lose. Uh, I'm going to turn that into a statement I agree with. Watch this. Watch, watch this, Zooms. This is, this is like watching Penn and Teller do a little magic here. Uh, they, they can't keep putting Dark Order in title matches. I, oh, I agree with a bit, Plax. And, and they can't keep having best friends lose. I Once again, I find myself agreed with a bit, Plax. We're, we're on the same page. Uh, split you, you split the atom there. <laughs> Yeah, what do they call that big thing where they're they're shooting at the, all the atoms to create space, and then you're in the black hole in time traveling? Uh, that's what I did with that sentence. Uh, the the collider, the something or other. Uh, you know what I'm talking about? Space Mountain. Howdy. Yeah, yeah, Space Mountain, Maddie. That's right. Long, oldest line or oldest ride, longest line. Uh, Maddie Max saying stables need to be disbanded or split up more often. Uh, I, in AEW, that sort of hits my ears. Is correct? Well, what say you, Zoobs, to uh, the great uh, mod of the network, the Axe Maddie Max? Yeah, I think so. They they they've hung on maybe a little too long for a couple of these things. I think we we've, we've been past the uh, best before date on Dark Order for a while. We have seen we saw Pinnacle come and go, uh, Inner Circle came and went. Um, I'm trying to think who else who else disbanded. There's Team Taz. Team Taz. There we go. So yeah, then there's used to that. I think I think as long as you are looking at the end and saying everybody is elevated from where they were, Team Taz obviously. Uh, the best example of that, I think, although, Number one. you know, it sure felt that way in the moment. Do we still feel that way? We'll see. Um, things move quickly in this fucking business. Holy. Um, you don't see you don't see Starks and Hump for a couple of weeks and you're like, what the hell happened? Well, what the uh, hell did happen? Ricky Starks won a feud against the blood rival. 
what the hell did happen? Where is he? Uh, well, they, they they try to put on these super shows, right? And you can only when you're having four title matches, you can only have so much you're right. on the show without things seeming rushed. And uh, we don't put the time into rampage. So, uh, yeah, no, I I I I will soft agree with with good friend Jake there. Uh, you gotta love agreeing. Uh, and that was it for the opener. Up next, we got Tony Schiavone. He's backstage. Oh, I should also say that uh, Schiavone mentioned. That the elite were the inaugural trios champions so cm punk in the video and then an elites uh being set on air zoobs is stroking his beard and you know what the Very man likes is thinking well i think we're getting into like full years coming in we, we we just have to sell the pay-per-view like i think that's where we're headed in terms of like all that shit aside we gotta start fucking getting some stuff on the show that people want to watch and they do uh, as I was saying, Tony Schiavone backstage with Britt, Jamie, and Rebel. Uh, they cut what I will call the Britt, Jamie, and Rebel promo with Tony Schiavone. And they talk about how Sheeta and Tony are no good, but they are good. And But the others, no thanks. And wrote to the match, it's a singles match the, in the women's division. We haven't gotten this in a little while. The interim women's world title here uh, being contested between Hikaru Shida and Tony Storm, teammates over the past couple weeks. They do the handshake to open up this babyface to babyface match. And Zoobs, uh, I actually thought that this was a little bit of a corker between the two. The chemistry may be showing that they've gained in this being a tag team working mid-match. But I'm, I'm really interested in the angle of this for you. Does this feel like interim to you? Like, does the name Thunder Rosa even register to these Zoobs anymore? Like, what, what are we doing here? Where, where are we on this interim situation? does feel like this was their two this was their two best in-ring talents that they have right now in the division sort of letting them go and saying you know let's let's show what we got here in the two of you and i think something that tony storm has desperately needed is somebody that you can just have a singles match with and go uh 100 uh at yeah it, it, it she has felt a little bit thunder rosa feels a little bit not a part of anything and a bit of a question mark and we're just sort of like i guess evolved at some point and we'll be back one thing I did want to point out from the, the promo, um, I want to get your temperature on this, is whether this is a true statement or not. I believe it was said that one of us, one of the three of us, will be the next women's champion, I think was said in that promo. Do you think that is true, that one of Britt Baker, Jamie Hayter, or uh, uh, I forgot her name? Rebel. Uh, Rebel will be. Well, the she is the one I'm picking, so it's ironic. That, uh, <laughs> uh, but yes, I do. I, I do agree with them. I think they're giving you a spoiler there that her or Jamie will be next up. And I, I see some people in the chat here. Good friend Jake, Danny DeRosha, uh, saying Thunder who? And I got to tell you, I'm a lot closer to that. And if I'm Thunder Rosa, frankly, I'm starting to worry about what the reaction is going to be when I come back. Does she feel missed to you? Like, will there be an enormous return pop for Thunder Rosa? Like, nothing is giving me that sense. There might be, there might be, we went, we went, there might be a return pop. She, I mean, she was pretty popular. We, we, as much as, as much as she feels like an afterthought right now, and obviously the leaving was extremely weird, and we've seen uh, weird clouds hang over talent recently. I think if she comes back in, and in, in like a big spot, right after a match or a win or to do a save, I think there'll be some recognition pops. I mean, the, the return spot is always sort of a pretty big deal anyway. Well, and you and everybody else are they're just addicted to her theme song. So the moment you get to hear, yeah, well, she's just she's just a theme Come song. On. <laughs> Come on, is right. Thank you, Adfield Road, uh, for the subscription. Saying love and energy to hanger, which really love is love and uh, energy to hanger. The, that's right, streamers, uh, and that's maybe exactly how we feel about that tonight. Scary stuff. Yeah. 
Uh, I thought this match was great. These two were beating the hell out of each other. I got to tell you, I almost got off my couch for a sequence of moves here where Sheeta, for the best falsy in this match, went from headbutts on the top to a Meteora into a Falcon Arrow for a really good late kickout by Tony Storm, I thought. Uh, was probably the highlight of the match for me. But I just thought that they were beating the hell out of each other. And this felt like actual forward momentum in the women's division in a way that I thought this was a better match than the opener. And that's what you want here, a building momentum throughout the show. And I thought a great job done by both of these two. Uh, however, post-match, Hater and Britt are, and Rebel are all out to beat down both the baby faces here. They're outnumbered. Outrun Saria. Saria? 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 Can never get it. Uh, Saraya? However, you know, you know, you know what I'm saying. I, I think you nailed it. I think one of those was right. <laughs> yeah, one of them must have been. Uh, she's out to help even the odds. She goes straight for Britt Baker. Uh, they still can't get over on them. And then we get the return of Riho. And I have to say, the crowd really came alive. And I get why I thought the Riho crossbody and some of the offense to clear the ring was really cool. What does Rio re-entering the division do for your sort of, if I'm saying tonight felt like a nice step forward, Rio in that picture sort of at the top, and I think this is very likely leading to a six-woman match either on Rampage or Dynamite in the coming weeks. But as we build, is there a place for Rio here at the top of this division, Zoops, or is it Totally, just totally. Somebody that I think without fail every time I'm watching a Rio match, six minutes in, I'm like, she's so fucking good at wrestling. Like, she's just like, she, every time she gets hit, she looks like she got hit with a battering ram. It's just ragdoll physics. Every time she gets offense and you're like, God damn, that took every single ounce of strength she had. I think she's uh, super used. We, when we were actually at the event, we, we were watching Sky Blue. I can't remember what the, I think it was, uh, the, the tag match? Is yeah, that... it was a tag match. And I was just sort of remarking that, like, there's room for a different kind of baby face in this division. It's easy to, they, have, they sort of have the, like, cool technical wrestler, um, great in ring, like, standard, you know, charismatic sort of they have that style in in sort of a plum i think there's a ton of use for like scrappy underdog mm -hmm. for somebody who um wins you over by having you think she's about to lose and then coming back um i think there's a lot of different types of women's wrestler baby face you can be and i think that Riho is, is a really useful one that they don't really have a different archetype of yeah you would sort of replace tony storm with a different um workhorse wrestler not that she's not that she's not unique but sort of we, we went from thunder rosa to tony storm without it being a that different of a title feel right we're sort of like this is our working champion that can wrestle anybody and i think um there's a lot of different shades of, of baby face that they can use here and i think rio has some real real um use and can have some great matchups you'd i'd see rio against hater i'd see rio against but you name it right Anybody in there, especially the, some of the younger ones, the, the up and comers, Willow Nightingale, you name it. I would, I'd, I'd be into seeing uh, Riho take on anybody. I think she has a great style and and can really make uh, some of these people in this division look pretty good. Yeah, I, I I totally agree with all that, and they share the excitement in a lot of the same ways in terms of like a specific role. And there's some opponents that I think are, are it's like a matchups I can imagine that are uh, are juicy and meaty, and it's a, a good way for this uh, to be heading, which I really appreciate. Yeah. Singles matches. How hard? Isn't that something? Magorophobia saying Excalibur says Saraya. Saraya. There we go. Thank you, Magorophobia. And Goodman Jake says Saraya, which sounds right. I'm getting I'm getting mixed information. Now what the fuck do I do? Good friend Jake wouldn't steer us wrong. Good friend Jake corrected himself. No. Good friend Jake steered us wrong. <laughs> Tough scene for me. 
<laughs> and we're good for a Jake, really. We should have way out there for the guy. And then he cuts your line just like that. Um, I don't love what they're doing with um, Soraya here in terms of... You, you remember when Daniel, Daniel Bryan came back to SmackDown after getting cleared from concussion? And they immediately answered the question about how he was doing. He was like, yep, yeah, Kevin Owens is going to apron powerbomb me the first moment these people see me again. And Soraya only being on offense, I know they probably want to save that reveal for the pay-per-view where she actually gets physical and does a match. That said, I think there's still like a, it would have, like some exhale would happen around her if like she bumped or something. Maybe that's just on me, but I am eager to find out exactly what she can do. I don't, I, you know, maybe this is a heater take. I don't know that the division needs Soraya in the way that I thought they did when she first showed up, where I was like, oh, I'll what a huge, more about that. Yeah. where I was like, oh, what a huge change, what a huge add. And now I look at it, I'm like, if they just use the people they already had a little better, I don't know that she's the needle mover for me that I expect that I, when she first came in, it was like the debut, and I was like, I didn't expect to see that. Now that she's like been there a couple times, beyond the like, didn't think she'd be there. I don't know that she's like super necessary. I'm, I'm gonna give the space and allow it to happen and hope sure. that it plays out and hope that her and Britt is an amazing feud that elevates the whole division. But I'm looking at it now, I'm like, they have a lot of talent. They just haven't used it right. I, I do think you're totally right. And I could be 100% in line with you on the other side of full gear. For me, it is truly riding on can she be a better, a much better than average in-ring wrestler for this company? Because she has star power that's above average. She has promo skills that I thought were above average, but maybe we're sort of seeing both sides of that. I don't even mind an inconsistent promo. There's some people I can think of that are sort of hot and cold that I can still get into. But if she is another, what I would describe as sort of like a Penelope Ford tier wrestler in the division then i'm with you not as needed as we need but if she can sort of give some corkers then i think uh i will be hype on her but remains to be seen feuds we need feuds we need feuds got a, Tell lot about of the feud got a lot of good wrestlers let's get some feuds let's get somebody who has some some guts here okay we got a, a video package here it's uh it's the kingdom zoops i was at the mm. rampage where these guys debuted i can tell you it's pretty quiet it was not it was I, I think you and i might have gotten a bigger pop at wrestling brain live frankly the, the, the well i mean we were pretty over we're pretty over <laughs> yeah I, I, you, you, should, you wouldn't think that the liberty commons barrel room would be able to overpower uh, the the coca-cola coliseum in terms of volume and yet uh matt taven and um and uh, mike bennett are out with uh, his real life wife maria canellis uh, they're they're talking shit to wardlow and joe that seems like a bad idea. These guys are just here to be part of the Chris Jericho beat some old ROH champs thing, right? I sure hope so. Not not my not not quite my tempo. This uh You you don't like going to the tavern. I don't like going to the like uh the version of ROH that I wasn't watching. I don't really have any right? Is it sort of like they're they're tapping into an ROH nostalgia that I was like actively avoiding with the like come see Jay Lethal, come see Matt Taven. I was like, I wasn't watching that. The company was sold to you very cheaply because this is what it was about. <laughs> Great. <laughs> uh, Joe with a good line here against these guys. Uh, there's six million different ways to die. You guys still managed to pick a wrong, the wrong one. Pretty good line uh, from Big Samoa. I would like to see this guy in a meteor place on the show. Please, please, God. Two singles champions taming up to tag against two guys from ROH. Where's moving on? 
former co-worker of the Zoops, who I got to say got an <laughs> enormous reaction in Toronto. And I'm not willing to say that is it because of the connection to you. I'm not willing to say, you know, Toronto starts to look around. They go, who's, who's that? Is that who used to work with the Zoops? That's why if you watch on television, there's like a moment of delay when Renee Paquette walks out. And then when that sort of dawns on everybody, the building comes alive. Uh, we get our first usage here in All Elite Wrestling besides the live format. Sort of in her typical role here as a backstage interviewer with FTR. Great to see Renee in this role, isn't it, Zoops? What, what, what a natural. Yeah, because they have the sort of Marvez, that wheel of like faceless people that you don't really know sort of coming in and holding the mic in and having it taken away from them. I think somebody that somebody recognizable that you know can hang and trust to put it in a situation and to react to things in, re, in a real way. It's a small but important ad. Speaking of small and important ads, Dax mentioning that, you know, Renee, we go back a ways, uh, FTR and you, and I know that you know our history. I thought that's really cool. Just, you know, there's one thing to name, oh, WWE this, WWE that. And there's another thing to sort of do like the Excalibur Reseda Hall thing here. And it's cool that Renee sort of gets to slot into the universe in a way that she absolutely deserves. He's uh, not the only act to call out her past and value to the show, which I just thought was really cool. Um, but this is finally, I think, what we've been all wanting. FTR saying we are the number one contenders to the AEW titles, uh, and we're very ready to take on this challenge and add to our belt collection. They get to promo for a while before they're interrupted by Swerve and Lee, which is nice because so often in AEW, somebody's promoing for 10 seconds and then they're interrupted. These guys get their promo out, and then Swerve and Lee show up, and they complain that how can you claim to be number one priority or number, number one priority, number one contender when you're not making AEW your number one priority? Uh, Swerve is talking all this shit, but then Keith Lee sort of takes a more gentlemanly approach to Dash and Dawson being like, you know what? You guys are good. Why don't you put that number one contendership on the line next week on Dynamite? And then we'll figure out who's up next for the title. And with that, we get Swerve in our glory versus FDR on next week's Dynamite. And, and you know, we talk very often about the dearth of, uh, just tag team wrestling, ranked tag team wrestling. How special does this feel? This feels mind blowing to me that we're getting Swerve in Our Glory versus FTR on TV next week. It feels gigantic. Simple and plain. Give us two good tag teams having a tag team match for a reason. I'm not asking for. I'm not even going to go up there. I won't add another word to that. As all we need to be. Well, excited. do you want a big Very... skip or something, Zeus? Maybe you need a big stick be... to get excited. The stip is that the winner is the number one contender. Just like it would be in any in any combat sport. Um, awesome. I'm I'm pumped. This is great. This is great. I, I'm I'm looking forward to it. I, as somebody who has come on really strongly on Turbin Our Glory and a self-proclaimed uh, FTR fan card carrier, I think it's a, a there's a real chance this is a special match. I think they I think they have the recipe um, to do something really cool. I think you're absolutely right, Sue. So it's going to be something special, but who's going to win with that? We're going to get into our first of three keep it or kick it tonight. Of course, the part of the show, Zoobs, where I pull a prompt from my wrestling brain and I read it aloud from my mind brain to you, these Zoobs, the Brainiacs in the chat. <coughs> oh, sorry, my voice may be still not fully back. Uh, a very simple one here, Zoobs. And Maddie, you get ready on that damn music. And you all know the rules. You go over to the emote bar. You keep it, you like it, you kick it. I mean, it couldn't be simpler. It's it's a I, I ripped the, everything's got a buy and sell segment. This is just a rip off of every other show you listen to, but with a better name and theme. Uh, and so here's the statement, Zoobs. Swerve in our glory should beat FTR on Dynamite next week for number one contendership. Keep it or kick it. 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 Keep it, okay, okay. Keep it, okay, okay. 
You want to jump on in there and see what the people are saying, Zoops? Let's jump on in it. Uh, we start out with Hitsmurl is going to kick it. Danny Roche is going to kick it. Very emphatic kicks uh, on that end. Keeps from Pates Fowl and Qui-Gon Gin and Juice. Kicks from Corvax 1266 and good friend Jake. Uh, keeps from Captain Twigs. Kicks from Castle of Lear. Uh, kicks from Irish Mac 21. Kicks from I Am Ahab. Keeps from McVander Huge and Maddie Mac. And can you say that louder, please? C. Suppa is keeping it. Geesbrecht is kicking it, but only if FTR gets a legit storyline for the AEW title shot. And what say you, the Zoobs? Who should pick up the win in this match next Wednesday? What do you think I'm going to say? I think you're going to say Swerve in our glory. Keep it, baby. Ask me... Go go ask around wow. your town, wherever you live right now. Ask who the sword and shield are. Go go find them. Knock, knock on a door. And they're going to say, that's why. That's why these dudes and Josh are... Uh... Now, now, do you want me to explain why or you to explain why? Uh, I think you got this. I think FTR have a feud going with Gun Club that feels featured around the Ring of Honor titles. And I think Acclaim and Swerve in Our Glory is an incredibly hot feud that is currently one and one and will have a trilogy match for those titles. It's that simple, baby. I think that I would I would strap up Sword and Our Glory again. They've been really, really, really good. Awesome heels, good heel act, hard to do. Build Keith into the unstoppable boss of the tag division. You can beat up Swerve Strickland. You you can leave him laying. But if you live big, if you leave Big Keith alive, it's gonna take both of you. You you it's I there's so much meat on that bone, and they're finding their groove. It's clear FDR is so beloved, you'll get more heel heat. And they have a win on the horizon. December 10th, final battle. It's going to be them and Gunk Club. I'm telling you right now. And they have that win. They'll defend the ROH titles. And this way, they don't have to have a failed bid for the AEW titles. I just think it's legitimately smart booking here. And, uh, yeah, picking picking uh, Swerve in Our Glory here is what I'd do. And I don't think Acclaimed loses much to, if, they lose the, if they lose the titles either. Like they're still going to be red hot. Are the Acclaimed the, like, long-term defending champs it's right. just not that act is not built for that yeah irish back 21 saying can they get a new name swerve in our glory is in the bin yeah i'm not crazy about the name either not great not great uh danny derosha agreeing with you zoobs uh, a short run is enough Giesbrecht saying the brains proven themselves uh once again thank you very much Giesbrecht. Uh, always you gotta always either nice. either have it or you don't it's pretty simple are you saying we we do we do, yeah. Yeah, we, yeah, definitely, yeah, we, I mean, that much is obvious. Two more segments here, Zoobs, until we're at, uh, I'm going to say, one of the, the best segments we've ever had planned on this show for a Wednesday night. This is a very strong Reddit set it on the horizon. Wow. I'm going to say this is a merch match tier Reddit set it. How's that? How's that for a tease? Title Tuesday, Tuesday baby. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Get your cell phones and let the people know Reddit set it is around the corner. Uh, we go backstage to a Jay Lethal and Darby Allen promo. Not what I would have recommended. Uh, Jay Lethal wants a rematch. Cool. Uh, <laughs> and, and you know why? You're never going to believe why. Because a close friend told Jay Lethal Darby Allen's weakness. There you go. I mean, that's a pretty good reason. You would hope that that friend would have got it in his ear before the first match, right? I wouldn't have waited for the like if, if you were fighting somebody and I knew the weakness, I wouldn't wait for you to 
fight them once and maybe lose, right? Especially for close friends. Yeah. Like if it's actually you and I, presumably as soon as you came into that info, you'd be the first person I told. And likewise, obviously. I'd be in your fight camp. We would build the whole thing around that. Can you imagine you as my coach? You gotta want it. You're a yeah. bum. <laughs> wow. Slapping you, in the, slapping you in the face here and there. Yeah. Get you to, yeah. <laughs> behind you. In the, on the, I got the motorcycle behind you and you're running. You're running. <laughs> Done. <laughs> well, I got to move to the reach. Yes, you uh, do. Yes, you do. I don't have anything. How do you, else to say I mean, how good? How good do you feel when you're in Ontario? You you come to Ontario every time. You put this guy's a celebrity. Stop! Stop! Uh, you're you you and Blake. It's like, oh my god, everybody. No, wants Blake would Blake's legitimately a celebrity. But I mean, people want your guys' time. I'm accessible. They know they can be like, they can send me a question mark at 4:30 a.m. and get three paragraphs back. You know. Uh, you, you and Blake, it's a little less touchable. I saw it happen. Cause you know, this is shooting. This is how I know. Cause they'd come talk to me and they'd be like, oh, is that? And this kept happening where it's like, oh, is that, is that Blake or Zoobs? Let's, let's maybe we can go talk to them. I saw it. Happen. I, don't know, I don't know if that's true. I'm telling you it's true. I'm telling you it happened. <laughs> Traveling in the world with these guys. Uh, the only thing that I'll say is cool is the figure four using the garage door is sort of a cool visual. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, good friend Jake sort of putting it uh, as as I was thinking it. Where's Miro? Where's Eddie? Where's Brody King? Why is Jay Lethal here instead? It's like they, they needed some ROH presence on the show every week. I just don't know how they decided it was going to be Jay Lethal instead of live Samoa Joe promos. And, and build us a better ROH than that. If, if, you, if, if it's like we need yes. to have an ROH presence, I was like, do better than this. If, if, this, is, if this is the ROH presence, I'm not interested in ROH. Like, I, I want to be. I've liked both pay per views a lot. If our yeah. presence is like, this is where the Jay Lethal stuff pays off, I'm like, tough. Yeah. It's a tough scene for me. Mm. I'm Lethal not be there. to your interests. That's that's right. Let's get to it, Zoops. Uh, arguably the centerpiece of tonight's episode of AEW Dynamite. William Regal comes out, uh, but before we can get much into anything, MJF interrupts. And he says, Stand there and listen to me. You vote, you owe me that much. And boy, oh boy, MJF cuts into, I think, definitely one of his best promos in all of uh, AEW. This goes up there with the the CM Punk babyface, I was a fan thing he did for me. Uh, this promo here, explaining a real-life situation where he did backstage work. And if I'm wrong anywhere along this chat or Zeus, please feel free to correct me. This was a, long, a lot to sort of take in, but as best as I can remember... He was hired to do backstage extra work for WWE. And in doing that, there was also a, a tryout match in front of Arn Anderson, Dean Malenko, Adam Pierce, and William Regal. And MJF was second in line, and the guy in front of him was in there for about 30 seconds. And William or and Dean Malenko said, get out. And that guy was just done from the tryout. And then MJF had to go in after that. MJF goes in, and I guess he impressed the judges. William Regal says, hey, come on back to my office. And he says, we're going to get you a job, all this sorts of thing, until the age comes up. MJF is 19. He's too young to, to be part of the New York system. And MJF takes this to heart. It crushes him. And William Regal says, well, don't worry. 
I want you to, I want to stay in touch. Email me once a month with a match you've done, a promo you've done, and I'll give a little advice. And once you're 21, we'll bring you into the fold. And so for three months, he does this. And William Regal responds, thank you, Maxwell. Thank you, Maxwell. Thank you. Or does that twice. Then on month three, uh, William Regal says that, listen, I have a lot of talent watching me. I'm a busy guy. Uh, when you are a high level, we're only hiring high level performers right now. Once you're a high level performer, I will notice you and it will be obvious. MJF talks about how this made him want to kill himself and that this crushed him and his dream and almost made him quit. Okay. So this was the MJF portion of the promo before we get to the, the regal response. Uh, what do you think of this story and sort of just MJF, this is hardly a promo really just like a sort of a storytelling session here. So it's how did this hit for you? We talked about uh, during the Wheeler Yuta stuff, where I was like, I don't know that I don't know if MJF can is as effective in the middle card as he is going head to head with somebody who is as good as him or in his league on the mic. And uh, because once he, when he has that, he can't be touched. He's he's unfuego. And I thought this was the perfect example of that. You have a guy in Regal that you can throw a pitch any speed at, and he will volley it back to you in the exact wheelhouse that you need it. Um, this is MJF at his best, speaking the truth, being yeah. dealing with real things, um, being being honest and real, and then himself turned up. The old Stone Cold thing, right? Just be yourself turned up to 11. Um, that's what this is, is, is sort of like a ton of truth, a ton of honesty. It doesn't feel fake and put on because it's not. Right. How much of that story is true is it doesn't really matter. I'm sure, right, I'm sure a yeah. lot of it. I'm sure a Who lot knows of that three month thing. I was like, did, you know, what do we Who knows? Who knows? Did he did he do backstage work? Yes. Were those people there? Very likely. Um Regal so good here. No, I think I think this is what makes MJF so great and what sets him apart from people in his class of age group and in general. In general, in wrestling, on the mic, what sets him apart is like the the honesty that he that he works with, the legitimacy that that he carries himself with. That that he is this guy, every second that he's on screen, it it doesn't it doesn't even if it is, you want to reduce it to like it's a little face ish. Um, it it doesn't run contrary to anything we've learned about him. It doesn't it doesn't eliminate anything in the past. It doesn't undo anything he's done before it like it it all perfectly fits into one long you can go all you can go as far back as you want mjf's career this this through line runs all the way to today from from it's it's sort of it's sort of like the brilliance of what makes him so special is how complete he is as a person and performer um it continues to raise the bar when given the opportunity to go out there and 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 be with people that his style meshes with and regal is a perfect foil and i thought um just brilliant, just brilliant work. Like a, one that I will revisit immediately. I'll probably watch it four times tomorrow. Yeah, the I'll moment it hits it. YouTube, you're like, oh yeah, I'm drinking my coffee. Watch it. Yeah, first thing in the morning, I'm sure I'll watch it over lunch, and I might watch it as my day winds up. Like I, 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 uh, exactly right, good friend Jake is. It, it, he doesn't need to go to like the Christian got divorced, right? He has the like. It's about me. It's about my journey. It's about my story Personal and how I was story. affected and how I grew and how this changed me and how you were involved in my growth. And why I'm still ha- right, still hitting the catchphrases, still hitting generational talent, mm-hmm. still hitting bidding mm-hmm. war, still hitting better than you when you know it. All of that is because of A, B, and C. It's very much basic storytelling. Uh, if 
this than this because this. It's very like it's it, the beauty is in the simplicity of it. I think um, another situation, maybe this fifth, sixth time we're going to say this about this guy is like there's basically nobody else. Maybe maybe Eddie Kingston, maybe CM Punk that you would be able to hand the ball to here and say, turn this story into white hot next thing and uh, done with otherworldly talent. Um, awesome. So happy. What what I've been waiting for since he came back, right? It was sort of like the he's been playing in second, third, fourth gear. This is him pedal to the floor. Um, part of what makes AEW special as well, right? The ability to, to tell stories about the other company and not in a way that like this company sucks. But like, here's who was there. Adam Pierce was there. You were there. It was it was WWE developmental. I wanted it. It was the it was a big deal to me to work there. It was the only game in town. Like, I love that part of it too. You only get that in this company, and and some of the early versions of this was what made AEW so fun and special to watch, and made these moments so big. Um, and this feel, this feels in line. This feels like a prime AEW promo that I will put up against anything that they've done. Totally agree, Zoom. So beautifully put. A lot to respond to there, but the point that really sticks out to me is you you said. Uh, William Regal's a guy who can rally with anybody. Whatever you give him, he's going to take back. And that's so true. And with this promo, I almost felt like he absorbed what MJF gave him and like shot almost exactly that back out of him. It was very interesting talking about how, you know, because he was doing things where he's like smiling during MJF's promo. And he's like, I'm happy. Like, I'm proud of you. I sent that email to light a fire under your ass. Like, you stand here today. I saw something special in you. Uh, but maybe you've even outgrown what I saw. But in the same breath, like, don't act like you've done anything. I had to fight grown men in carnivals to break into this business and learn secrets that you blab about and take for granted. Uh, you cheat and take every single cut corner. You haven't shown me absolutely anything. And now they've teased it over the past couple of weeks, but we're getting to this thing where MJF actually cares about Regal's opinion and wants Regal's uh, approval. And I'm not even reading this so much as wants to be in BCC. It's just he wants William Regal uh, to approve of him. Of course, this leads to the end, the show ending segment where he says that he, for the first time in his ghoul life, he wants to do things the right way. Um, stop hitting people outside the ring. Stop cheating. Stop using the ring. This is the MJF we're going to get against John Moxley, or so we've been led to believe. Uh, pretty, pretty awesome segment. Awesome. Really like the development that they've given uh, MJF the rope that he's been given to to navigate his own way here. It's been special. It's been what this company is supposed to be about: young guys claiming that space. Yes. Awesome Amazing stuff. And with that, we'll get to our second keep it or kick it of the evening, Zoobs. Uh, this prompt, very simple. This was the best MJF promo in AEW. Damn your unanimous keeps, the Zoobs. Uh, 
pretty close, pretty close starting out. We've got to give us some time here. I think people are a little bit behind uh, as they continue to roll in a little bit. Hit Smurl is keeping it. Dennis Dirty Work is keeping it. Good friend Jake is keeping it. Quaglon Jin and Juice is keeping it. Keegs 1717 is keeping it. Maddie Mack kicks it. C Supper 55 keeps it. Uh, Chimmy Chungus kicks it. Dane DeRosha kicks it. Says Punk One is better, but this one was still amazing. Ahab liked the Punk One better as well. McVander Huge liked the Punk One as well. Uh, Cormax 1266 keeps it. Geesebrecht keeps it. I would say that is one, two, three, four, five, six. Seven, eight to four. So yeah, 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 Can yeah. Can I do the thing where I guess where the Zoobs is again on this? I would love that. Yeah. And first of all, shout out to Can You Say This Louder, please. Watching in hero mode. Take a picture of us up on the television. Tweet it at wrestling underscore brain. And you know what? You could win, Zoobs. No, I, li I literally don't know. <laughs> you could win your name set aloud on this stream. Ooh, maybe. I don't get that very often, so. Not like I start and end every sentence with zooms. It's goddamn <laughs> bookcasing. Uh, the word zooms is probably said more. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I should start every sentence with zoobiz and end with zoobs. <laughs> New thing. Uh, I think the zoobs would kick this one. It's tough. I, it's almost hard for me to... Because, like, my my first instinct is to keep it. I think it, I for me, oh, okay. is like... Yeah, but I almost want to. It's almost a hard one to to judge in real time because, like, I sort of want to reevaluate. Yeah, I get that. Um, because I really enjoyed this. I and this is sort of like uh, similar to what I liked about Hangman so much. It's like I love the admission of flaws. I love the I love the the you know the going to a dark place and using it to build. Um, as much as I loved like the punk, um, you were my hero sort of thing. This one almost like means more it's sort of like the you know as, as cool as it was to meet punk and and, and he leaves and it breaks your heart like the have getting your shot and feeling like you've got somebody in your corner and then you it turns out like that just 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 not going to happen like a few months later reality sets in and they're like hey man we can't bring you in um i relate to that a lot it's a feeling that i've gone through a bunch of times and you can take it uh, one of two ways, right? You can continue. You can try to just say, hey, I'm going to use this as motivation. I'm going to read the email over and over again. I'm going to replay the conversation in my head. So uh, my instinct here is to keep it. Well, Zoops, you'll always have a place right here on the Wednesday Night A show. How about that? Touching. Even on Tuesday. No gimmicks. No advertisers. No marketing budgets. Independent. The... the no radio push. We weren't on the law forever. These guys couldn't sell out Tim Hortons. They, they were on the radio for, for 15 years. A place you go for free. You, you understand what I'm saying, Zoops? I do understand what you're saying. No, no What you see is what you get. It's Matt, right. It's Dynamite Matt. It's these Zoops. And I'm tagging along. And we don't even see that Matt this week. Matt's camera doesn't it. work, quote unquote. Yeah, Matt, Invisible. I miss seeing you. I'm not buying it, but good for him. I'm uh, oh. I'm doing things that can't be seen uh, on camera. Oh, do you think he's working during the show? Uh, yes, I do. Is that what's going on here, Matt? Is that what you can be honest, Matt? Is that what's going on? I have been accused of many things in my life. Working is not one of them. <laughs> during this show, I doubt it, buddy. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh, it is literally just your your uh, camera doesn't work, Matt. That's right. I don't know how it happened, but all you see is an M. That's right. 
Yeah, like the, and funny, it's, it's a, like the big purple M&M, which is, is, uh, just got introduced. So looks it's yummy, sort of timely yeah. still. Yeah, that's me. So it's weird that those M&Ms are so, anyway, you know, it, it is weird that they're, you know, they're kind of happy. It's like, you're, you're so sexy, you're going to say. You're so yeah. sexually attractive. No, I was just going to say, it's so weird that they're stoked in the commercials. Like, your food, you know, you're making yourself look delicious right now. You know what that's going to lead to? If, if I was an M&M, I'd be like, oh, I'm, I'm the poo flavored one. I'm, I'm filled with bugs. I'd be food. I'd be, I'd be okay with it. You're the poo flavored one. You're it's, filled it's your with raison d'etre, right? It's it's your life. It's it, it's you have to look at it differently, right? It's not it's not fear. It's you're going towards your destiny. <laughs> For an M and M, getting eaten is their Valhalla. That's that's what what else is life? <laughs> to be stuck on this earth forever, never to be. Oh my god. I'm filled with bugs. <laughs> I just I'm staying yeah. alive. That's I just I will always remember that sentence. Which? I'm the poo flavored one. I'm filled with bugs. <laughs> did, anyone, did anyone clip that for us? <laughs> trying to not get eaten. Like having it anyway. You all get it. Uh, Renee Young, Paquette, backstage here, Moxley. Uh, with the acclaimed and Billy Gunn and Zoops, I gotta say, as so often happens, I think you maybe sort of brain poisoned me over the past couple of weeks, saying that you felt like Billy Gunn was getting a little bit too much of the shine in the acclaimed act. And then here with Renee, I was like, his Zoops, right? Like this was very heavy on the the Billy Gunn talking, and then just sort of Bowen's putting the cap, and then or doing the ah, everybody loves, and then uh, Caster putting the cap. So yeah, maybe, maybe I'm feeling you, Zoops. We did just sit through a Billy Gunn singles match last week, so. Are you turning on the ass man? Again, it's not a sort of turning as it is like a, you're really banking on me loving Billy Gunn for a lot of this. And it's like, I Billy Gunn's fine, but like, I'm not doing holy shit. You still got it. Like, you deserve it. Like, okay, guys. <laughs> like, ooh, the fifth best member of DX is here. That's sick. Oh. <laughs> but Road Dog and Ford? Yeah, I know. Well, he, he at least did the, the, oh, you didn't know, which was like, I really enjoyed when I was a kid. It is fun to say that. Yeah. Better, yeah. Billy Gunn had all the good taunts in uh, WrestleMania 2000. So a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Swiveling. Uh, Brian Danielson and Wheeler Yuta backstage with uh, Renee Paquette. Wheeler, I I don't know. I don't not know. Good at, not good at acting. It's a shame. It's a shame. They keep putting him in the spots to, to, to do well here. But uh, I, I thought this just wasn't. I don't know. Tough scene. He's not an actor. What are, you, what are you gonna say? Yeah, it's not his fault. He's doing the passion. He's trying. He's got the volume. It's just something that isn't connecting for me. Yeah, um, for a guy who's like, oh, my hero just said I'm not a good wrestler. He didn't seem that mad. And he's he's here fed up because he thinks Brian likes Garcia more than he likes him. Because Brian said I like Garcia more. It's like, yeah, yeah, it's like brother, I get that. <laughs> Yeah, what did Bryce say? Is that my favorite wrestler to watch here? Yeah, one and, and the potential to be one of the best wrestlers ever. He said, "Hello, Matt. Oh, look who's done work. Not even look who's starting work in twenty minutes." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I know. We'll, we'll, we got we we'll to hustle wrap up. up here shortly, Matty. We're almost done. Sorry, fellas. Not, Not at all, all Matty. No, I'm gonna go to bed anyway. 
Um, anyway, sort of further teases that BCC has trouble at the core. I suppose I wouldn't mind if Wheeler and Garcia like swapped places in it. My issue with Garcia joining it is that it always felt weird alongside Wheeler there. But ultimately, I hope Daniel Garcia is a lone wolf eventually outside of all this because I think he's just a singles ascendant top star. I think they might just blow it up. I'm getting the vibe they might just blow up BCC. I really hope they don't. There's so much more legs to it. Is there, though? I think so. I think we never got like the Brian and Mox tag run, which is where they were going. Yeah, I don't know that. I don't know that we're getting that anyway. I don't know that if this takes around, we're getting that eventually anyway. Would you be into it? I like on paper. Yes, I loved when they came out and that was the beginning of the thing was that tag run. But I don't know. Mox feels pretty far gone down this. Like he's going to be the champion if they don't have like, you know what I mean? Um, We'll see. We'll see. I, I, I don't know. I think they might just, I think it's, yeah, I, I, I don't know. It, it never quite added up to some of its parts to me. There was a couple of weeks when it first came out where I was like, yeah, this is fucking badass. But like, I don't know, since the since Cesaro came in and, and sort of the blood and guts win, I don't know that it's had the momentum that I, I, I had hoped for for it. We'll move on here to uh, they go through all the Ring of Honor champions. Not sorry, they don't go through all the Ring of Honor champions. They run a promo of Jericho saying he wants to beat all the former Ring of Honor champions to restore order to Jericho of Honor. Uh, I like this gimmick where I can sort of like imagine who his next opponents are going to be based off of Ring of Honor history. Uh, I'd like to see PCO come in for a week. Um, I'm the only person on earth who'd like to see Loki and Austin Aries come in for weeks. Um, but I think those would both be a lot of fun. Now we get Dalton Castle, and he gets his full entrance with the boys to go take on Chris Jericho. Are you, are you a Castle man, Zeus? I wouldn't. I would say that I am not. Generally, um, sort of has like a B sharps effect to me, where it's like the more I see it, the less humorous I find it every single time. But I did. I was really impressed tonight. I will say, as somebody that is not a card carrying, I, I do like like. I don't know. I don't. I don't want to be like strip away the things that make him Dalton Castle. But like, I love the suplex heavy offense. I love the strength. I love the just sort of like ragdolling a guy around and chucking him around. So I like, like I, how is that, that's a, like juxtaposition with his character, you know? Yeah. So maybe I do like it more than I let on. And maybe it maybe it does have a little bit of like I hate to continue going on in this. It does have a little bit of the like the ROH of the like i wasn't watching this roh so i'm not nostalgic for it so it doesn't mean anything for me right but it's like he's a great build um clearly a guy that has charisma um cool move set like I, I again i love the i love the power suplex offense so i had time I, I enjoyed this match pretty thoroughly even though i'm not like a i was i was not like oh my god it's dalton castle and i wasn't like you know in tears on rampage or whatever uh, across my properties to talk about wrestling over the years, like yeah, it would probably be somebody who could classify as a Dalton Castle hater, I would say. Um, but I really like this match. How's my gasp? Is that good? Yeah, I thought it was really good. Oh, oh that was, the look at the camera was massive. Gasp. Yeah, I, I, I wasn't. I, you know, you, you got those fans out. It's you know. Uh, but I absolutely think he would have been the most overact at full sale in history at one point in time. That act is so built for that I, I era of that. NXT. It's it's crazy. I wonder what Ring of Honor paid to keep him there at the time. Because the contract was up. And I don't know. Like It would be crazy if NXT didn't make an offer. Anyway, thought this match was very good. Uh, Jericho, maybe his best Judas effect ever. Like an out of nowhere against the ropes one that Castle actually sold really well to send home the match. This way we get the announcement that the final battle will be December 10th. I'm quite excited for that. 
Uh, but Jericho isn't done. He's furious with all of Ring of Honor, which includes Ian Riccoboni, who was on commentary for this match 2.0, grabs him and they beat him down. Jerry Lynn runs out for the save, also a former Ring of Honor champion. Really hope we get to that one day. Uh, but he gets beaten down for his troubles too. And then finally, we get exactly what I wanted to hear from Christian. Our last segment that we're going to be covering here tonight on AA Double Dudes. And thanks everybody so much for tuning in. It's been uh, a riot as always. We'll be back next Wednesday. The build to full gear continues. And frankly, next week's card looks stupendous. I don't know what our plan is for Ground Floor Zero this week. Maybe we'll do it. Stay tuned to at wrestling underscore brain and we'll we'll tell you all about it. UFC, UFC 280 is Saturday. I can't. I know, but it's a, it's a middle of the day card. Very exciting. Hell, it's a morning card. Middle of the day. Oh, yeah, for you. 7 a.m. Right, right. your time. For the, right, 7 right. a.m. your time for the for the prelims. Mama Mia. Yeah. That's what I have to say about that. It's a breakfast event. Yum. Uh, uh, Christian is backstage with the big dinosaur, Luchasaurus. Says, Jungle Boy, we're done with you. Luchasaurus, your here is here for gold. If you are a title holder in AEW, look out. Because Luchasaurus is coming for that. Which title holder do you want to most see Luchasaurus uh, feud with right now, Zoops? You want me to throw Wardlow. the yeah. So you can... no, no, go ahead. Well, I was just gonna say Wardlow, Mox, Pop, or Orange Cassidy. I guess that's really it. He could be. I guess he could be an in between Mox. He could be a Mox challenger. You could, you could do that. I thought uh, so Orange too. Cassidy makes uh, any one of those. Honest to God, any one of those makes sense to me. I think Wardlow would be a great match and a nice, a nice thing for uh, Wardlow. Um, Biggie and MJF both tweeted prayers for Hangman. I mean, they people don't people people have no idea what's going on, so you just sort of tweet prayers yeah, that's the nice thing about praying you know it's uh it couldn't harm anything Th any thoughts though anybody just any thoughts just prayers a waste of time yeah i'm i'm talking to the you know prayers i'm focused in more thoughts for me um yeah together we are uh, both the sword and shield and thoughts and prayers <laughs> we, are the, the, we are the I'm thoughts the, and prayers i'm the poo filled prayer i'm full of bugs <laughs> i'm <full of> <laughs> <laughs> uh, maddie this is a very uh uh matt light episode anything you'd like to say to the people tonight oh they they got their fix last week <laughs> oh yeah yeah big success oh maddie double dudes uh well hey why don't i i one word it, it's actually not a word it's a quick little song you guys didn't hear this last week but okay. uh if you were if you were with me on wednesday you did here we go break it wrestling oh yeah Sad to have missed that. That's a money theme. That's Pretty all cool. I got. Uh, well, that'll do it for tonight's AA Double Dudes. We hope Luchasaurus moves on to, I would like him, yeah, a Mox defense is my number one choice there. I actually have some time for Mox versus uh, Evil Luchasaurus over the next couple of weeks. You could stretch um, that out to 15, 15 minutes and have some hijinks and some running around and some, yeah, near falls. I think it'd be awesome. I think so, too. Uh, thank you to everybody so much for tuning in. I'll uh, give the Zoobs the last word around here, and I'll say to you, love and energy. I'm the poo-flavored M&M. I'm filled with bugs. <laughs>